0: Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new DVD from our Mother's Giant collection. I am your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And what did we pick last week to watch this week? 2012. Yes, 2012, which I may call 2012 or 2012. I don't know. It seems as though like certain years sound better. Saying 20 and then other ones are like 2000 and and like you're describing it like 2019 sounds Uh. better than 2019 because it's just like a mouthful. So we watched 2012, 2012, whatever you want to call it. And I said last last year, (laughs) I said last week it was going to be aliens because I didn't know what we were technically watching. I knew I hate the word futuristic because it wasn't futuristic. It was 2009 when it was released and then there was all this hype around the Mayan calendar having this big influence that something was going to happen on December 21st, 2012 and obviously we're all around kicking here that wasn't a full sentence or made any sense but they meaning the Mayans had I can't say premonition. What what are they
1: what were they trying like they were describing the future? No, it 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 literally has to do with every 640,000 years the sun lines up in the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And the Mayan or the Mayas they had a talented astronomer who or they had a talent for astronomy. Just butchered what I'm reading, can't read. And they found a series of like alignments and they they decide like 2012 that or that date was when it was going to line up based on the facts on IMDb something like that but also I've been told it's when their calendar date ends but they or they wrote so many dates they just at some point had to stop writing dates down yeah it's
0: And it's kind of funny too, because it's the whole Y2K thing, but in like Mayan, like the world's going to end, but is it going to end? Like it obviously didn't end. The other key thing to point out is that this film does not take place in December, like the premonition, it's not the right word. As I'm editing, I will then remember what word I'm trying to use, but prediction There we go. I was was lost on that one. (laughs) I think it's because they were both (laughs) P-words. So it comes down to the fact that the directors or the producers, whoever funded the film, decided not to go with December 21st as the kickoff date for the world ending in the film due to the fact that they didn't want to decorate for Christmas and keep up continuity for filming. And it was easier to do that in the summer. So that's kind of also a huge difference between what was supposed to happen and then what actually happened in the film. The other thing about the film is it's all futuristic and unrealistic and everything else under the sun that happens is kind of highly unplausible. That's not a real world word. Just not not realistic in any
1: sense. Okay, I don't understand space very much based on what i just read
0: like outer space
1: yes okay this this is new information to me and i really want to see this in a diagram but (laughs) because like i know i know planets orbit the sun i know moons orbit different planets like we have one moon any anyways but the sun orbits or okay it says just like the Earth orbits the Sun, the Sun itself is part of the Milky Way galaxy, and it takes 220 million years for the Sun to complete a single journey around the Milky Way. So the Sun itself is orbiting something.
0: I did not know this. I didn't know that either. But that would also make sense why we don't know what it's orbiting because we don't have
1: no. But like I want to. S- I no, but I want to see this in a like like I, oh. like I want to see a, a visual gotcha. of what that looks like cuz I couldn't even tell you what the milky way is. Yeah. I
0: this is I uh, always picture it as li- literally it's milky and it's not tangible. It's like this <laughs> iridescent is the best way
1: to describe it in the space. But yeah. I would like to understand space a little bit more and I'm going to do so hopefully I remember to do so after we conclude this podcast. But as of right now, no fucking idea. Um, I did explain to kids um, how a lot of kids don't know what the equator is. And I'm talking like grade three, four, five, six. No, not six. Grade three, four, five kids.
0: Okay. That's interesting. I remember knowing about the equator and then having my mind blown that there were other like datelines involved, which I can't remember there's like the southern hemisphere dateline and then the northern but they're not datelines because the dateline is you sorry there's one you're talking like longitude and latitude yes but there's two lines that are north of the equator so there's one line north of the equator and one line south of the equator and they're halfway they mark the halfway point from like
1: the south okay i just can't like okay okay yeah yes but I was. F- I'm fortunate that I had a gl- uh, a globe, uh, a world, a uh, the gl- globe.
0: Yeah, a globe was it like three D? <laughs> no,
1: no, like a yeah, like yeah, a globe. Okay, it's like a globe. sorry, I couldn't An remember Atlas the word. It, uh, yeah, it's flat. Um, I had one in my room, and I just happened to be reading a book about penguins, and in the book about penguins, it says they live south of the equator, and a lot of kids when they go to read the word equator haven't read it before. So they're butchering the word, trying to sound it out. And then I go, do you know what that is? And they're like, mm, no. <laughs> so I pulled the world down. I was like, where's the equator on this? Couldn't tell me. I was like, where are we on this? Couldn't tell me like they, they couldn't find where we live on. Like they were looking in like Europe or just so far off. Um, so then I showed them where the equator was and I explained to them, uh, countries along the equator are really warm because they're closest to the sun. It's round. Imagine your face is the sun. It's the closest point to your face. Knowing that that's the warmest part, where do you think we live on this globe?
0: Did they like put you like an inch above the equator? So that would be like closer to El Salvador. No, El Salvador no. is pretty close to the equator. It's um, like, like, like Mexico.
1: Yeah, Mexico. Yeah. And I And I had to go. And I'd be like, okay, where do people vacation? They vacation in warm places. So where do they go? And then they're like, oh, Mexico, Hawaii. It's like, all right. So those are warm. Do you still think that we live somewhere that's warm? They're like, no. I'm like, all right. So we're going to be farther away. And, and then I had to explain, or I tried to, don't know if any, I did this with like six different students. I don't know if they all understood how seasons work past that yeah, because it's we're on a tilted on an axis and then based on where we are in position with the sun we're either closer or farther away yeah i was just surprised they didn't know where the equator was yeah i don't know how we
0: learned that but i i thought that was like grade five geography stuff
1: i felt like i had a pretty good sense of map knowledge in like grade four
0: I think too much time has passed for my brain to like remember things. I just remember in grade five that we would do pretty in depth studies of Canada and its provinces and territories that you'd have to like make the map and you would have to color it in. You'd have to try to fit Saskatchewan in in the friggin' province.
1: Yes. Okay. The one province where you're allowed to go. Don't you like? I remember in grade two learning about seasons and learning like, I'm, why no I, I like remember my teacher drawing it out on paper but see like I'm posting have it up <laughs> more traumatic memories
0: associated with grade two than positive ones okay
1: okay yeah and that, that would do it one. yeah no that that would do it <laughs> yeah I'm just surprised yeah because
0: like keep in mind
1: I dislike school yeah yeah I only had one kid that was like no, I'd like know what you're talking about. And I was, I would just like ask questions and he was able to be like, well, yeah, that's seasons. So like tell me something else. Yeah. So I had, the, I had a random
0: thought this weekend where I used to fight with mom about not going to school. Oh
1: and my goodness. And she would in the car. She would call, she was going to call the, uh, the, the school police on yeah, you. Yeah, The school police. And, and she called them one day she called them well, she and, called dad no and you you were just fighting her and you you were they're five minutes away they're almost here they're they're gonna put you in school jail i can't remember what she told you and you just in an instant like we're like oh my goodness i have to put on my clothes i have to get ready to go and then you were panicking because they were five minutes away that they would show up and and mom's like no i'll call them and you're like but like so they didn't have. It's in the nineties. They didn't. No one really had cell phones. Like we had. One of our parents' friends had a phone in her car. I remember that. But you're like, you you won't be able to get a hold of them. Like yeah, you, like just panic that I they're gonna show up. I was thinking that. Yeah. Like, Mom could not <laughs> trick me into thinking and, that
0: she could. Call and mom's them like, off.
1: no, no, they they have they have phones in their vehicles. They're like, don't worry, I've got a hold of them. And then you went. But yeah, I do remember that. I just remember having a
0: big fight. And then convincing myself that I could walk to school and then, like, coming around the bend, kind of like where we used to walk through the creek to get to our high school or whatever. And then mom, like, pulling around, I'm sobbing and she's like, get in the car. And, like, I have never talked to mom about this. And I was actually thinking, like, I should probably, like, ask her because, like, reflecting on this, it is hilarious at the time okay.
1: not no not <laughs> funny it it okay it it is funny but it's actually very sad cuz you had a terrible grade 1 teacher like well it's grade 2 as well the anxiety of not well yeah you were what did you like you you were going to a a, a space that was not safe that was not a comfortable safe and learning environment you I just didn't like guys. And like, we've talked about this before. I've never liked. Oh, in grade two. Grade two. Yes. Yes. But prior to that, your concept of what school is, is already so distorted. Yeah. Like, good on you for putting up that fight. I don't know how mom made the decisions that she did because she knew very well, like what she was sending you to every day that you went to school, which is really unfortunate. But like, what
0: power as a parent could they do
1: at that time? Put you into a different school.
0: I, I I guess the unfortunate part is not being able to be put into a different class.
1: No, you wouldn't be able to be put into a different class. Your options there were because this is a choice school to go to the school in the catchment. She easily could have gotten you in there. Yeah. Or homeschool for that year.
0: Yeah. I I do think it's kind of like funny to uh, like, point like, I understand the seriousness part of it too. But like, I remember mom even making a comment. She's just like, I used to love to go to school. And then I would think I'm like, well, I don't like, I I don't. And it wasn't like a nasty comment of like, well, I like to go to school, but I understood like, I only understood that comment as I got older that she was trying to empathize with the fact is
1: like, being a kid and going to school is supposed to be fun fun yes i'm surprised she didn't but she could also get like the principal involved like
0: i think we there was have so much against her because that teacher apparently was so well beloved until someone else had problems with her and it kind of flipped the script and they was like,
1: oh, but like or like gotten you to see the counselor at this. Like there's 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 I mean, it's the 90s, so it's so different, but <laughs> legally a parent has to take you to school. And I've seen many kids that don't want to come in that have have these like anxiety or like very valid reasons why they don't want to go to school, but there's usually support staff and admin that are, is willing to work with the student to find ways to get them to come into the building and be ready to learn.
0: Yeah. I just also remember that the support, the support staff that was associated with that teacher was her best friend not the grade two teacher but the one that was in the wheelchair that was in the cafeteria and made us do readings one-on-one with her they were best friends and so i actually have
1: no idea who you're talking about because the only one i can yeah. think of is miss oakley
0: mm, but that was like kingston's best sister-in-law sister those two were really tight yes yes but the grade two teacher I can only think of her first name, Tamara, but I can't think of her last name. But we didn't get her for grade two. Sorry, you didn't get her for grade two. No. Because she had just joined grade, the school, after you were going into grade two.
1: Okay. I'm impressed, though. None of you not wanting to do, to go to school, like, it didn't traumatize me. I don't think I ever once put up a fight. That's what I was that, which thinking. Is, I, and I actually want to ask mom, did I ever be like, oh, my God. It's awful there. I don't want to <laughs> go if it's that bad. Like what are what are we I I never I, I yeah, cuz like that's what I was trying to figure
0: out which I thought was crazy is you're seeing your older sibling basically having panic attacks and fights every single day, and you're
1: just sitting in the car seat and you're like, "This is fun." I'm going. to- No, I like- I remember being concerned. Like I actually remember being concerned and also so terrified of you getting in trouble. Like the the day she called the school police, I was like, "Like you're, you're Jalen's going to get taken away," and I I, I like. What is that going to look like? And I, I would I just remember being concerned about your well-being um, and not fully understand what's going on. But I, I actually do find it impressive that I just was like, OK, yeah, I'm going to go to school today and or like whatever kindergarten looked like for me, because I actually I've seen it with a lot of it's very common if one sibling is like that. The other also experiences or like shows signs and symptoms like that.
0: But then there's the counter side that I never, ever put up a fight with Debbie. But I think that has a lot to do with the respect thing that you're not my mom. Therefore, I can't complain to you because you're not going to do anything.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. You can see that with like kids. There's there's certain kids that they have no problem saying no to their parent and they have much more difficulty saying no to someone else.
0: So it's just kind of curious to think that, I guess I was going to mom because I was hoping that she could fix the problem knowing full well. Debbie couldn't fix the problem.
1: She's not the parent. She's taking you to school. She's the guardian. She's not
0: necessarily the one. I mean, if she was the sole guardian, because mom and dad didn't exist, it would kind of be completely different. And that situation would have been flipped on its head. But yeah, I just had a complete random thought this weekend. I had a good laugh because I... I don't know. I just thought of like being outside and I, it was a certain smell that got to me, which is so stupid that I was just like, oh, I remember this weird memory. But yeah, I, me- I remember the school police being called on me and it wasn't the school. And then I think at some point, mom like threatened Santa Claus too. Like that's pretty common. But yes. I just
1: and like the thing with like our mom does not make false threats. She doesn't know. No. So when she says she is going to do something and she's giving you that warning and if you do it again, that's it. It's whatever it is taken away. Because I remember we were fighting. I don't know what we were doing. We were getting ready. It was December. We had two things to do that day. It was either going to the Christmas concert after school or to gymnastics and like the gymnastics it was like a fun christmas little thing that was happening so like the, the the wrap up thing that we would do at the complex no not that it was it was at it was like in the actual gym it was just like before winter break it was it wasn't anything crazy it was just like a chill practice there was going to be snacks so like
0: the annex is what i'm asking yeah. okay. like like in yeah, yeah
1: yes um so th- those were the two things that we were allowed Or like had to juggle our time between or we had to choose to do one of them. And I don't know what we were fighting over. I just remember. I don't remember this being like on the couch and we were arguing. And mom said, fine, that's it. You're doing neither. And mom's probably like, yes, I don't have to go out. (laughs) And I was like. I don't get, I've been in choir, (laughs) not only am I in music class, but I've also been doing choir and I don't get to like, I I don't go up, get to go up and sing that song with like all my friends that we hang out during lunchtime. Like what? And then you're telling me we're not going to the, the gym and like getting snacks or treats or whatever it was. But mom had bought Christmas gifts for all of our coaches or like the coaching staff. So she drove us oh i remember that she drove us yes and she could she couldn't leave us in the car so we had to come in the building but we had to sit in the lobby yeah and i just remember like one of my friends at the gym like came in she's like oh my goodness we're making like they're decorating gingerbread cookies and and i wasn't allowed i wasn't allowed any treats we just had to sit in the lobby mom gave them the gifts and then we left and she was livid and i i I remember those that was one of the one times i was like oh like when she said she's doing something She's like committing. That's <laughs> that's it. So, yeah. Anyways, to go back to uh, the
0: whole spiral of this conversation. There are no aliens in this film. That's where we left off. And we had a conversation before we started this that mom asked us of how the movie was. We kind of just gave her blank stares. We both knew going into this film that we were not going to enjoy this film. And then she was like, oh, like, who's in the film? And... I said Amanda Peet and mom's like, that's probably why I bought it again. She's not even on the cover and she bought it. The DVD is not even a DVD. It is a Blu-ray DVD.
1: What? Yeah. Oh, so it's newer-ish. Well, it came out in 2009. That's when like Blu-rays would have been released. But she didn't buy Blu-rays for the longest time because we didn't have a Blu-ray player. That's what I find interesting.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I'm wondering if we did get a Blu-ray player around that time. Because we were in... We had a Blu-ray player in the old house by that point. Because Dad still was watching movies and loud things on the, in the playroom. Toy toy room? Playroom? Yeah. Play, call it the playroom? Yeah. 2012. 2012. The movie was released November 13th, 2009. So it was definitely capturing the... December goer audience. So I assumed that they launched it knowing that it was going to run a long time and then capture the people that had holidays and then keep running because the budget of this film was $200 million and it made a whopping $791 million. And as I was sitting there watching this film thinking, I would never pay to go see a movie like this. Do you know why people did pay to go see a movie like that, though? I don't. I can't figure out why people went and saw this. Because I thought, personally, I thought this film got panned. But clearly it didn't.
1: You have to picture the... It's like one of the initial... It's the car scene. When the earth finally starts shaking and they're all in the car and they're driving and it's an insane they're like going in between buildings and everything's falling and there's so much going on now imagine that in 3d and it's 2009 3d is very popular and you're feeling or not you're feeling but you have all these things jumping at like the glass and the fire and the cracking of the ground and the falling down um yeah and when you, and th- when you watch this film, because it looks so funny when it's not 3D, some parts look so fake and over the top and it must've been very cool to see or much more enjoyable. I think more of an experience. I
0: say experience. Enjoyable <laughs> is questionable because I probably grew up.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, just much more of an experience in 3D. And I think that is really a lot of the appeal to it.
0: Yeah. I wanted to kind of discuss what attracts people to these films because there is no like mm,
1: there's story, but it's,
0: it's one main
1: driving points of this. film. It's like one long car chase scene is what this movie feels like.
0: Yeah. But it also kind of sounds like a five-year-old, describing their best day ever and they're just like and then like this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then like this this happened because all of a sudden you're at the end of the film and I I was expecting things to kind of have an innate twist but it was like this problem's happening. So let's solve it right now and then just as we've solved this problem, this new problem's going to happen.
1: That was the story. Yeah, it felt like one long car chase scene.
0: Oh, yeah, but with like different ways of doing it. Yes. Now, we've recently watched King Kong. And as much as we hated that film, I'm really having a hard time picking out. Did King
1: Kong have more of a story than this one?
0: <laughs> Look on your face. Is like- <laughs>
1: Sorry, I was afraid you're going to ask me the question. If you had to pick between the two films, no. which one would you sit and watch again? I think it would be 2012. And I think Not it would gonna... be 2012 as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though there's, I'd say, much less of a story in 2012 than there is. Okay, the, the only story you get is like the last 40 minutes. They kind of sprinkle elements of a story, um, at the beginning. Cause they introduce different characters and a lot of them you don't, you like, you meet up with them along the way. So and they're you not, you
0: know, that it's all
1: going to tie at yes, the end. Yes. But I was sitting there
0: being like, well, how is this going to, and then I was just like, Oh, of course they're all going to get on the fucking boat together.
1: Yeah. Um. So it wasn't like you were meeting the characters as they were getting picked up on the journey. You had met them all at the beginning of the journey.
0: So comparatively to Independence Day was another film that sprung to mind where this compares to. Obviously much different because Independence Day is much older. The graphics is like crazy different. Then you also have aliens involved, but you do have natural disasters and you have this problem, this problem, this problem. But I personally think then Independence Day has a better story. It had more of a story. And it was funnier. You have Will Smith. Yeah, no. You don't have Will Smith. Who is in? You have
1: Jeff Goldblum. Who's the main guy? Oh, you do have Will Smith. Why do I think he's not in that film at all? Oh my goodness, he is in that film. Oh my goodness, the scene where they crash at the end and they walk and they're smoking the cigars. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I'm just thinking when they visit the aliens. sorry, they go onto they go to the alien spaceship and then they leave like that creativity was absolutely there for that film and is exactly what it needed. Whereas you don't get that in this film. It's very To be expected is what I can articulate this as. But why are people going to see this film? And I guess like the audience doesn't care about
1: story. Like, yeah. Or maybe they want to. They're unsure about this whole thing, 2012, that's coming up and they want to see what um, like
0: what the possible outcome may be
1: and. Or Three like the time. the um, I was going to say the entertainment, but like media with the the theatrical view on twenty twelve is yeah, to try and understand what someone thinks or a collective of people think about what might happen in twenty twelve.
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely I I was trying to figure out the demographic. I really hate to say that it is going to be male driven, but that's kind of where I'm seeing. But I'm also seeing 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds getting together over holiday and going to see this cool new movie that's out that has absolutely no substance to it. Like I just but I I don't want to typecast, but it's going to be the same thing if you get a romantic comedy It's gonna be women that are going to that film.
1: Majority, yeah. Um, Grayson did see this in the theater, and he went with his family. It was a a family thing for them to go to because whatever it was rated at the time.
0: I think it is PG thirteen,
1: and it was something that they could all go and see, and everyone in the family could enjoy it at like at some point. Yeah, whether they enjoyed it, I don't think they did. (laughs) The
0: other thing is, it's not graphic, and it's not scary is what I would say. Psychologically, if you really start to think about it, absolutely, it is scary. But in the sense of being a horrifying film, like a thriller comparatively to Sixth Sense is what I would say. It's not scary in that sense. So jumping back to the DVD itself, it was Blu-ray. So therefore it had to have Blu-ray advertising. It then also had to advertise that There is a Blu-ray club at this point in time when it was released and it had extras that you could be dive into for specific Blu-ray things, DVDs, whatever. And then there was chat rooms. This is kind of it looked as though it was like early days of Reddit. But for Blu-ray, who knows what that actually looked like? And then we did have some trailers. The first one was called Armored and the trailer is about these policemen who end up doing robbery because they're not getting paid enough. And then there's two people on the squad who are like, no, we can't do that sort of thing. And then they're in an armored truck, hence the name Armored. And then the final one was the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which I've never seen before. And I was like, oh, that's Johnny Depp. And then I was like, wait, that's not Johnny Depp. And I can't for the life of me figure out who the other actor was, but Johnny Depp is in it, but they look so identical to each other. But I think it had to do with like the way that they had done each other's mustaches that they kind of look the same. Sorry, what is this movie called? The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. So the kicker of this film is it's two hours and 38 minutes, but... With all the bonus features and whatever else is on this DVD, it is eight hours and 30 minutes. I did not do any bonus features. I just really didn't care. I'm letting everyone down by not actually diving into it. But I definitely know that there's a uh, commentary on top of that. So that would eat up another two hours and 38 minutes.
1: What on earth is this film? It looks really crazy. It it does. It has Heath Ledger. Johnny Heath De- Ledger. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Colin Farrell. Jude Law. Christopher Plummer. Like, Andrew Garfield. Like, what is this? Looks. It was a very wild trailer. Yeah, it looks very odd. Okay. I'd watch this. It's on Prime. We don't own it. <laughs> no.
0: Let's do a quick synopsis of this film so that everyone who's listening kind of knows what we are talking about.
1: You ready? It literally is a family. The world is ending due to climate change, global warming, whatever it might be. Waters are rising. Earthquakes are happening. Chaos, destruction, volcanoes. And they go on this long journey to get to China. Well,
0: originally they go to Hawaii, and then they get told to go to China,
1: Um, where they're building basically Noah's Ark. They're taking, but they get called ships, spaceships. Yeah, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's basically it's just Noah's Ark. They're they're storing animals, art pieces, art pieces, um, like literature, like uh, things to the pieces that to maintain like history things with historical value so that they can bring them to wherever their future land is going to be. And every step of the way is like a chase scene. Yes. Something bad is happening and they're running away from it. Yes. And then you catch your breath a little bit, all is good. And then something bad is happening. And then it just is that over and over and over and over and over and over and over over.
0: I do want to talk about the key players, though, because like you've only so you have Adrian, who is the astrophysicist who's discovered that this event is going to happen. And then you have Jackson, who is the dad of two kids who's divorced, Uh, Kate, and then the guy whose name I did not write down, but he was the pilot. Actually, I did write it down.
1: Gordon. I didn't write down a single person's name. Yeah. So, those Oh, are kinda- Jackson. No, Jackson divorced with two kids. Doctor. Yeah, there that's you it. Go.
0: So, Adrian um he is a key player and I was trying to figure out when the two of them kind of would meet up and the reason as to why they would meet up? Stupid reason. Okay, the but end. the
1: fir- no, the first time they meet up, the doctor, Adrian? Yeah. And Jackson is because Jackson is trespassing on they went to what national park was Yellowstone?
0: Yo- oh, Yellowstone.
1: Yeah, isn't it Yellowstone? Hang on. Oh, I didn't write it
0: down. Either Yellowstone or oh, Yellowstone. Yeah.
1: Okay. So they're going to Yellowstone to camp, and the part where the area he wants to go is all blocked off. So he and his kids climb over a fence, and then they're they're um, detained by the army. Yeah, essentially. But when they're detained by the army not like an an officer or anyone is talking to them about their their wrongdoing and what's going on no the lead scientist of everything that's going on has a conversation with this father it's so out of place just to make the two like it, it they didn't just like stumble into a conversation it was like no 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 doctor come over here and have a conversation with them
0: how did they quote unquote Stumble into a restricted area. Well, they they climbed over a fence. I know, but would it not be covered in like barbed wire if it was like this intense of security purpose? Yeah, there's a lot of Area (laughs) 51. Come on. Like,
1: no, there's a lot. There's a lot of parts of it that are, it's funny. Like the the two of them talking together at the beginning was just funny. And then he's like, Oh, I know you. I've read your book. And they just kind of catch up, they shake hands and then go on their way.
0: Yeah. Uh, The other
1: important thing to note is the
0: people that get to go on board had bought their way onto the Ark. They all had paid, I think it was like $1 million a seat. A really interesting commentary on the fact that that hypothetically would actually be the case. The other interesting part is they were not going to be let onto the boat until someone finally had empathy for these poor people that had paid their way to get onto the boat.
1: Okay. And like one of them makes a comment, like, well, how do you choose these people? And then someone's like, oh, we pick them based on like, not genetics or like we, we picked like healthy people. And then they turn and they look at them as like, oh, by the size of their wallet, like it, it wasn't, they weren't picking like the best of the best. It, it, it had absolutely nothing like to do with that. And I also, I wondered about same thing with, um, like the animals, the artwork, art, yeah, yeah, the literature, like everything that they were picking. I wanted to know why and like the the doctor,
0: Adrian. I don't know his
1: last name. Sorry. Okay. It's no, just no, Adrian. I yeah, yeah. Adrian made a very valid point. He just happened to have that book by Jackson Jackson in his bag, and he's he's not a well known, well established author. Nope. author. But coming out on the other side of this huge disaster, if that's one of the few pieces of literature that exists, then like he's going to be a big name in the future. And he he might be like, well, read. However, I feel like a lot of stuff would be held digitally in like databanks.
0: Yeah, that is something different that might not have been. As prevalent in 2009 when they were thinking of this. Yeah, that's true. Because like ebooks were definitely starting to be a really big thing, but the conversion I wouldn't say is there. Yeah. I also want to land off with, it ends with the film with them heading to South Africa. It raised. <laughs> yeah. So the Earth's crust had changed. And so mountains were in different places and then different poles Like, so the northern poles were in different areas. It
1: was just, like, um, it was. Pangaea (laughs) 2.0. Yes. But, like, the the earth naturally shifts. Yeah, it does. The earth is naturally warming. And it's naturally moving. And, like, all these things. It it just happened at such an accelerated, dramatic rate. And uh, because, like. Technically, years from now, like, I will never be alive, there will be a separation where the Rocky Mountains are. hmm Like, that will eventually slowly break away from North America just over time. Yeah. So, it's just basically, imagine the shifting of continents at an accelerated rate. Yeah. The warming of, like, the North and the South. Water is rising. So, creating... Massive waves and flooding, along with all the earthquakes and the evol- volcanoes erupting, huge tsunamis. And the best part is, this made me laugh, <laughs> was that they when they were in the plane trying to get over to, I guess it's China that they're flying to. The second destination. The, yeah, yeah, they so they try and go to Hawaii, but as we all know, Hawaii is a collection of volcanoes. So when they go to land there, it's just a mess. They, they they're not able to land whatsoever. So they have to keep going. And they're prepared to make an emergency landing um in one of in like a body of water. And they are prepared for this landing. And then all of a sudden they breach through the clouds. And because of all the shifting that's going on of land, the entire whatever shifted the perfect amount for them to now land. <laughs> On the land. And I just laughed. Like,
0: talk about a (laughs) contrived film. (laughs) So did you watch Don't Look Up with Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio? No. You haven't seen that film? Okay. So I thought... Don't spoil it. I, I won't spoil it. But I thought it's a very interesting contrast to that film. Because the action that takes place where the world is being destroyed in this film and people are being listened to is very different to what Don't Look Up is. Because Don't Look Up is satirical, but it's a huge commentary on the fact that people are fighting that climate change is happening, but no one's doing anything about it. So why do people listen to what's happening in this film When we definitely know for a true fact, don't look up is the reality of what people are like. I think that's what drove me crazy about this film is for some reason now we're like, oh, yeah, it's definitely going to happen. When for the last like 10, 15 years, it's definitely happening, but we're not doing anything about it. And I understand it has to do with the fact that it was immediate, but so is don't look up.
1: Um, And I
0: didn't give anything away.
1: No, I, I, I think that it was, it was the lead up to it. It wasn't 2012 yet. And not knowing what 2012 was going to look like. Um, and the concern and the, the, the panic around that. I mean, were you concerned on December 21st, 2012? What were you doing with your time? I
0: was like, I remember waking up that day and I was like,
1: we might die. Like, but
0: that's okay. Like you live in that fear every day. And like, that is what it is. But like, I didn't know if we were all going to die together or if it would be like a gradual thing.
1: Yeah. I have no idea. I don't really remember. I I don't remember thinking about it too much either. I never saw this film. Um, people just said it was a thing and I was like, "Mm, okay.
0: Yeah. I I, talked a lot on social media for a very
1: long time. I feel like if it was a thing, um, I was going to say government and intelligence would just like leave us hanging. Like there would have been more (laughs) (laughs) concern happening around the world. Yeah, I'd hope so. I would
0: hope so, but I don't necessarily believe so. I think there's too slow to
1: action Uh, sometimes. Yeah, but I think there's enough uh, scientists in the world or whoever is reading this data and collecting this data, data for there not to be whistleblowers. And yet we still have poor people. And homeless people. What does that have anything to do with what we're talking about?
0: Like, I'm just saying, like, there's solutions to problems that we're still not solving. So why do we think this crazy
1: economical, or sorry,
0: not economical?
1: Is it economical? No, this has nothing. This has literally nothing to. I'm no, no. Sorry, what you're saying has okay, okay. But what's the word? I'm not. I'm not looking for economical. I'm looking
0: for environmental is the correct <laughs> word that i'm trying to find. I'm I'm just saying that we still don't treat people equally. Therefore, why do we think we're going to treat people equally in an environmental crisis?
1: Oh, i had nothing to do with the, the equal. I think that there would be more there would have been more panic in the world. Is what i'm saying. There would have been people who had studied and was like oh yeah no something is actually like there were signs of something actually happening like of significance on this date that there would have been more information provided so i was just kind of like yes but and like not not giving a solution like you're talking about i'm I'm nothing to do with a solution yeah
0: but i will say you can't predict earthquakes
1: no but like on the scale of all around the world at once. Those are impressive odds. Yeah,
0: you're <laughs> not wrong on that. I mean, like we're still waiting on our big earthquake that hasn't happened. But it would I wonder would it be a triple Don't curse effect? us like that. Um oh, I think about that too much and I think every day I don't like living here because of that.
1: Yeah, I I guess I oh I hope that it, I'm not home when it happens, but I spend the majority of my time at home, so Like that, that's really it. That's my only thoughts on that. And my goodness, if I'm driving over a bridge, that's just funny.
0: I, (laughs) that's why whenever we were going to practice and we would like stop on a bridge, pure panic would set in. It's just like less so now, but as a kid, having that control. I hated,
1: we used to get stopped over the bridge so many times. But I think it was like because of the times, like, day. I
0: drive over time zones. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> you know I know what I'm trying to describe. I drive over that bridge though. But not since with the new one opened up with ten lanes.
1: Yes, thankfully. Yes. That and like um, it's been fifteen years now. So yeah. Yeah, like it's there's it's been great. And they're also building another one.
0: Yeah. And then the other bridge to the left has the counter flow lane. So which has changed because it didn't have a counterflow lane.
1: They're doing a counterflow. They do a counterflow lane on Alex Fraser now? hmm Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so it's a movable
0: barrier. And so there's a permanent truck. And what it does is it shifts a barrier. So in the morning, you have four lanes going into the city. And then on the way home, you have four no lanes. No way. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that. That's news to me. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, They also opened up um, Golden Ears. Yeah, exactly. Like that's like so, another one that. Yeah. And that's a beautiful bridge to drive on.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: three lines both ways. And that one hardly ever has traffic on it because
0: it's servicing to.
1: Yeah. The only the only way you get traffic in that area is because it like immediately feeds into Maple Ridge. Uh, so it gets really. Bottlenecky there because they're all going into the same place. And the the same with it in the morning when you're leaving Maple Ridge, everyone has to cross that bridge, whether they're going like into Surrey or Langley or they're going into Vancouver. So like everyone's going over their bridge. I got so bored while watching this movie. <laughs> well, it took me four days to finish this movie. Yeah, I watched three it three or whatever. I watched it in one sitting. Um and I believe I was eating dinner at the beginning of it. And then paused it after an hour and I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, and then continued watching it. And I started to take notes with my right hand and I'm left-handed. So I decided to just challenge my ability to write with my right hand to keep myself entertained while watching this film. And I watched this film in- like the next day after we had recorded last week's podcast and found out we were watching it, thank goodness because you watched it over the long weekend and spent every single day of the long weekend watching it. <laughs> yeah, I
0: I don't think it took me three days. I think it took me two days, but it took me three moments to or periods of time to watch it because I remember so Friday was Good Friday, so we're, we're two weeks at, ahead in uh, recording, but. I was like, no, I don't want to watch it today. I want to do other things. Oh, you know, I'll I'll edit the episode that's coming out next week. So I worked on that. And then I thought, no, I should probably like watch the DVD. You know, I, I probably want to play Fortnite this weekend and no one's online right now. So I'm probably better off watching the movie and just decided to play by myself playing Fortnite. So I did that instead on Friday, which hindsight 2020 it didn't really matter because on Saturday, I then was like, I will watch an hour of this movie. Like, I'll I'll try to start getting through it. I got an hour and a half and I was like, OK, I only have an hour left. Like breaking that up. I was like, that's that's not too bad. Sunday arrives. I'm talking to myself. You have one hour left. You have one hour left. The last 20 minutes, I... I paused it and I was like, oh, I'll go get Fortnite ready. I see that people are on. And I played Fortnite for five hours. <laughs> and then I went back and I was like, should have just been like, hey, I'll be on in the next game. Because like, that's how long then, the game Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like- how long one, one round would have. Yeah. So I had to watch and- the last 20 minutes on its own. But I couldn't tell you what the last 20 minutes were. I just, I really wasn't into it at that point. At times, this movie went by fast and at times it went by really slow where I was just like, OK, let's get on with it. I am really sick of seeing this scene that I've already seen prior, basically.
1: OK, My w- one of my favorite parts is basically all of it is CGI. Yeah, like effect, special effects, almost 100 percent CGI. But the one part that isn't and I'm like, oh, gosh, is when the ship is flooding and okay. these people
0: are just in water. <laughs> I don't know if it was Amanda or the man who played Adrian, but you could see that they were shivering.
1: Yeah, it, it they like it like it looked awful. I was like, oh, goodness, I could just imagine. And like these these like bodies are just like kind of being swept up in the water, floating around as well when they're running through. And it was it's not CGI. It was real. <laughs> And not to mention you have two kids in the scene and they're not older teenage kids. Oh yeah. When they get around to the other side. Okay. That part is, I, I'm like curious how and where that was filmed, but it was, it was just prior to, to that. Um, also the girl that's in between the two.
0: Yeah. The Russian
1: girl. Yes. Yes. And hers fills up. Yeah. And what's above her is the animals and it's all like the grading for them. Yeah. Which on the other two sides of her is the same thing. So when the water had poured out and equalized onto the other sides. yet hers in the middle where there's no flooding happening is the one that gets filled. Like just the, the physics of it yeah. made no sense. It didn't make, because I
0: was also thinking, so these are supposed to be equalizer chambers that prevent flooding
1: yeah. like Titanic. And, and yeah, and yeah. They were the ones, like one end of it was the ones that was closest to the leak, and hers was the farthest. It, it, no, hers was hers was in the middle. Yeah, and then there was one other one on, that was farther, which was leading up to the steps. Yes, yet hers didn't make it.
0: Yeah, it logistically and physically did not make any sense. But do you know where this was filmed? I'm gonna guess Vancouver. It was. And I noticed this. (laughs) Did you notice this at all? Can you think of what what scene would have triggered knowing exactly where this was filmed?
1: No, but there was parts I felt familiar is the best I can say. Um, What was it specifically? So I think it was about 15
0: minutes into the film. I realized right away and I had to look this up. When they were boarding the cruise ship, it was like, wait,
1: that's this what is I, Canada place. This has to be Canada that's, place. That's what I thought as well. And I was like, but then I convinced myself, I was like, nah, there's not just like one port for cruise ships that look like, or f- have that feel to them. So I convinced myself otherwise that that was just the way or the area in which cruise ships dock has that feel. No. But I, I did initially think that and I was like, <laughs> hmm. That, I kind of remember that, or that feels familiar.
0: I only know this because I had gone on a cruise ship six months ago or yeah, five recently, months ago. Yeah. So when I had seen the white fixtures and the steel and the way that the glass had been and the signage and behind them, I just felt it was like, no, this has to be Canada Place. I looked it up. Yes. Furthermore... They filmed in Kamloops, all those desert scenes. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And so, same thing with Merritt. And then I was on Google Maps trying to figure out where they were because they had like a lot of dusty roads. They also then had a lot of Forest Service roads that they could then film Mm -hmm. on for the outside. The,
1: they, I mean, they refer to they say Vancouver. Yeah, they were also. I was when they brought up BC, I was like. Why are we going here? Because of the, uh, <laughs> the G8 yeah. summit,
0: which had actually happened. And that is a real thing, but now has been put on pause due to the current political environment. But I then did, dug deeper. I think like Hawaii was just used as overhead shots. And then same thing with Los Angeles, pure CGI and then China. <laughs>
1: Las Vegas.
0: Yeah. So like there's I think predominantly was filmed in vancouver yeah. and it was all on set and as you had said like green screen but then all the outdoor exterior shots it was primarily Kamloops and merit as to where they filmed with movies like this there's always the commentary of what is happening during the event but never the aftermath and sometimes i i'm always curious i'm like but what do you think is going to be the aftermath of this. And the end of the film, I was actually excited. I was like, oh, are we going to end with like a little bit of a sneak peek as to like what they think might potentially happen? And they just go outside and they see the outside, which again, looked like the house sound. If you knew that we were in Vancouver, the little islands in the back, I definitely thought it was the house sound. Anyways, I want to know what you think would happen after they find South Africa. Will we change and learn, or demand to go back to what we were doing before?
1: Violet's going to solve world peace in the next one minute. I guess. <laughs> uh, there was a long pause because you probably cut it out. I, I just fear for the people who were already on the land when they arrived, that survived. Yeah, because if they just like raised and they're 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 like. They themselves are trying to keep it together and figure their shit out. And then now you have these new people who are like, well, you're the only land that's there. So we're going to come join you. I fear for the people who were already on and maintaining and living on that land, essentially was why I paused. I was like, "Ah." (laughs) yikes. I hope this would teach someone a fucking lesson. Um, there's a lot less uh, people alive now. Um, could be easier. I don't know. Um, but then, if it was the people with the biggest wallets that made it, they ain't they ain't got shit now though. I know, but they also <laughs> might not be. Um, you have no working class. That's what I'm gonna say. Skilled labor. Um, or not true. The people this. who have built the boat, some
0: of them actually had made it on, but then it's just like, okay, okay, but is like that a commentary those, on slaves.
1: Those who are knowledgeable and skilled in hard skills. Labor. Labor, yeah, yeah, essentially. Like there's there's trades that are missing. There's definitely gaps. Yeah.
0: It's like, yeah, you have all of this artwork and all of these animals, and you have enough people to establish a society and create like that you've got
1: secured you're but you are learning from the ground up a little bit
0: yeah i personally don't think anything would change and there would be a demand to going back to their comfort and the only reason why i'm saying that and i would feel as though that's the way it is is because of covid People did not want to change. People got tired of respecting other people's spaces and whined about wanting to go back to normal. When certain things have just changed and that has become the new normal, I don't think an event super large like this, people would be whining about wanting
1: to go back to quote unquote normal. And you wouldn't get the opportunity for that. Yeah, I think there there might be minor changes, though. Minor changers. Because I I was talking to someone about this and they had said they realized they didn't wash their hands enough. And now they are so aware of germs or much more aware of germs. And they like a, a good thing that came out if they they just wash their hands more. Not obsessively like in COVID times, but they're more aware. And I when I play like board games, I say to a student, Hey, can you go wash wash your hands? No problem. They're like, "Yep, yeah, of course, because they say I share this material with other students in other classes. No problem. I think prior they would have been like, what? Why? And then I would have yeah, had to. Be
0: like, I'm not eating. Anything. Yeah. I yeah.
1: would have had to explain to them. That's a very valid So I think point. That I think there's minor things. There would be changes on a big scale. Uh, I, uh, I would hope that, <laughs> that things <laughs> would be different. Um, I mean, it also depends on like what they're working with, what what materials they have, the yeah, land. Like, absolutely. There's, there's, there's. Did anything survive? So, yeah. <laughs> there's so much going into that. Um, what they brought with them, can they even survive in that climate in that area? Um.
0: Yeah. Like I'm going on a deserted island, and I packed blah blah blah. Like, did you might my- make the right decision? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't expect. Like, it wasn't a question for you to have a complete answer to, but I had really different thoughts and feelings watching this than what I would have prior to 2020 and just knowing as a society that there are so many people who lack empathy and really think that money can buy them lots and lots of things rather than understanding that we do have to respect everybody's needs and acknowledge that, You've now reduced the population from five billion to probably a hundred thousand people.
1: Was it five billion back then? It's probably seven billion. It's eight billion now. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I I think five billion is in my head because like that was what it was when we were in school. But you're probably not wrong. So
1: yeah, I I actually I wonder what the population is, and I I hope that I'm, I'm curious how they would choose to govern themselves well that was like i, I would hope curiosity. like it, they end up in like small city states um and like i i yeah i just i'm just curious and like what what values are put at the the
0: forefront because you've basically combined different countries Mm -hmm. At the same time. And so all these countries have different political standpoints. And how are you going to govern yourself? Are you going to take on a new governing body? And I don't mean like Democratic Republic governing body. I mean, are you going to work as a community Mm -hmm. with aligning your values and going Mm -hmm. forward and respecting the fact that, okay, shit hit the fan. How are we going to not let this happen to us again? Or what is our contingency plan if this happens again in the next five years? Because the world hasn't settled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll leave it out there. Let's do our ratings for this film. What is your story score? Point 0.5. Wow, Point 0.5. I'm a one. I don't think I've ever rated a story this low.
1: It had none, really. Like, it- okay here's here's the thing is mom had asked us like what do you think about the film and we just gave her our stares and we were like uh, um and then she's and like oh she's was it bad acting, acting. <laughs> and We're like no there's just like there's no story really to go off to have the bad acting <laughs> like and, and like the story itself is Ugh. we haven't even <laughs> mentioned our favorite character in oh yeah film and he, who dies he, and he's just like committed um woody, woody harrelson he's Hilarious, great actor. Um and he's just this um
0: you would say describe him as a kooky activist who's pushing his agenda on the fact that the world oh, is changing gonna end. and it's not agenda <laughs> is the wrong word to say, but
1: is this radio show? And he's like, "The world is ending. This is what you have to." And do. when it is, he's he just he's in the middle of it, like the the volcanoes erupting or the big storm, the dust clouds coming at him. And he's like, "Oh yeah, give it all." Like I'm in the middle. I'm broadcasting from the middle of the, and then it just cuts out, and it's great. And I then thought, <laughs> but you're my favorite character, and, and then he's gone. <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah our commentary to her mom was it didn't matter how bad the acting was it wasn't on the actors that made this movie bad because there was absolutely
1: no substance for them to do bad acting on yeah um so 0.5 for me and one for you yeah music i gave it a, a two okay i remember parts being really good and other parts meh
0: I gave it a 1.5. I think it was the mere fact that it just relied heavily on sound effects because that's what oh,
1: this yeah, film yeah. was.
0: And I don't really remember the music. And then I remember listening to the credit music and thinking, no, I'm not into this. Like, this is not what I want to listen to for the credits. It's just too. I can't describe music, but it was like Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah end credit music where i was just like you're ending on such a solemn note and, and then, then it's like like yeah can and i'm just like <laughs>
1: oh like that's not the vibe of this visuals i give it a, a two i wasn't impressed it's too much um yeah i don't know a not yeah it was cool- coolest scene one that i was like uh. Visually, I was like, uh, was when the man's ringing the bell and the, the water's coming over the mountains. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That was the only one where I felt like, uh, but everything else just felt like you couldn't breathe. It just kept going. And I could care less. Yeah, that was a beautiful scene on Sense of Scale. Yes. Because you see him. He's within this building that's quite big. Yeah. And then these massive mountains and then the water going Over Over these mountains to take out everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a bit more generous on my visuals. I gave a three. And I think
0: a big part of it has to do with the fact that these actors are acting against green screen. Oh, yes. And they are being directed like, this is going to be happening and this is going to be happening. And I think for what they were directed and told, they did a really great job. I also think the visuals kind of held up with the film being from 2009. I think, but it's better than King Kong, but King Kong is older.
1: I would disagree. Okay. I would say worse than King Kong, except the dinosaurs. Oh, interesting. And maybe some of the bugs, not all the bugs or like the critters that get to them. But I thought King Kong's visuals were very well done. And I thought King Kong himself was—he still held up. But if we're comparing this movie to the Dinosaurs, no, this movie is better. Okay,
0: but like the water is what I'm talking about. Like
1: the okay that part, like, but like the there's volcano. there's others like when when they're they're uh, I was gonna say flying, but are driving. And oh, uh, when they're flying because they're Vegas and that's they're flying and they're falling and all of that. It felt it felt really fake. Okay,
0: I think it's just. Some things, it's hard to depict what it would actually look like without making it overly cheesy. I just think that they did the best that they could with mm-hmm. what they were given. Mm-hmm. Your overall score? Three. Okay, still not your lowest. What is my lowest? I think 1.3. Okay. For Wildside. So this is my lowest score. Oh. It is a 3.6 out of 10. Oh, okay. I have not rated anything lower. I was being really true to the fact that there was lack of story. I wasn't giving it bonus points for they tried. It was, they really didn't have a story. And I, I had to be honest with myself for the scoring because sometimes I do feel as though I am too nice and I feel bad, but I I can't feel bad, especially because like if I'm now looking back and comparing like, where we started for scoring things and like where we are now. Ben it like Beckham, I would like to redact some of those scoring and give it a bit higher. But okay. I think it has to do with like, we're seeing a new movie every week. Yes. So we're being exposed to things where we're like, okay, that didn't work. But it worked actually better than I yeah. thought it did yeah. in another film. Yeah. Long way of saying 3.6 is my overall score. IMDb has it at a 5.8 out of 10. Which, again, kind of blows my mind that it made that much money. It made more money than Battleship. And they both have the same rating.
1: Curiosity 3D. This is the the two driving factors for me. I'm not going to disagree with that. But do we keep this
0: DVD? No. What a shocker. No, thank you. That Blu-ray DVD can go to Value Village along with its friends. I'm sure that's that's what's it's doing there. It is that time of week where we are picking the next DVD. We're bidding adieu to 2012. See you later. Never ever want to see you again. That is how I'm bidding adieu to it. And let's just jump into the next film. What we're what are we watching? We are watching. A movie I don't know. Do I know it? I don't think so. When did it come out? Oh, I I don't. I don't. Oh, you don't have the date. Okay. Well, here, let me do a control F. It came out in 1999. Okay. I don't know who's in it. Okay. It is a comedy drama fantasy. Okay. I don't know how long it is. Oh, I remember. Well. Yeah. Here. It's fine. Um, apparently it's also a song, so that was my first, uh, <laughs> hit. <laughs> uh, okay. So it has Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay. Amanda Pete again. Okay. Keep going. Uh, who else is in it? Sean Patrick Flannery. Okay. He's the top, like, male. Keep going. Patricia Clarkson. Okay. Lawrence Gillard Jr. or Gillard Jr. What is it? Dylan Baker. What is it? It's called Simply Irresistible. Oh. Okay, not, not at all But
1: you thought we were watching, hey? No.
0: No, it's not a lot like Love. That has Ashton Kutcher in it.
1: No, I'm wondering when Cruel Intentions came out, but we don't own Cruel Intentions. No. I always, I always hope that we do, but we don't. No.
0: Oh, so Sarah Michelle Gellar's in that one.
1: Yes. Yeah, no. I'm, We're pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she is.
0: So it is called Simply Irresistible. It is a romance comedy. Apparently, according to Google, that's what it is. But in IMDb, it was categorized as comedy, drama, fantasy. And it looks like it possibly is on Amazon
1: Prime. You I'm 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 looking right now. Yep. It's on. It's there. Okay.
0: We're going to end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to follow along, hit the follow or subscribe button. If you'd like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. And join us next week as we are watching Simply Irresistible. It can be found on Amazon Prime in Canada. Don't know about anywhere else. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye.